Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Worlds and Characters. So, in the last episode, we talked about active versus passive characters,、uh, what the difference was between one and the other, and why using passive characters isn't necessarily bad for your story. In fact, it can be really good if you know how to use them. And、um, I also realized that I click my tongue too much and too often, and I'll try to stop that habit. So if you're not tired of my hybrid accent and weird hybrid accent yet,、uh, please keep listening. If you haven't listened to the other episode, please go and、uh, find it below this one, probably in any kind of platform that you're using to listen to this to this podcast. Be it Spotify, be it Apple Podcast, I'm really everywhere right now, <laughs> and.、Um, Hopefully, all of those platforms are going to pick up the the new episodes as they come out. So today we're going to talk about something that is quite challenging, and it is villains and evil characters, and how to write them properly. So as usual, I haven't really prepared a structure for this episode, so I'm going to go into a stream of consciousness and try to tell you about、um, the kinds of things that I do when I think about evil characters and what makes them work, what makes what doesn't make them work.、Um, also, one quick thing: you hear that? That's my chair. And、uh, I realize that it's very much audible, and、uh, you can really, 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 <laughs> really notice in the background sometimes when I record、uh, new episodes because it's just so creaky, and uh, that's. Uh, I hope it doesn't annoy you too much. I'll try to not move as much as in the past episodes because it can become annoying. So now, without further ado, let's dive into this times episode. I don't know when it's going to come out. Hopefully next week. So writers wanting to write evil and、uh, villains,、uh, like evil characters and villains,、um, sometimes you know the 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 ones who don't really think about their characters before writing the actual story tend to think in matters of good and evil. So you have the good character who's the protagonist, and then you have the evil character who's just someone who's going to oppose your. Protagonist and、uh, possibly throw obstacles at them,、uh, hoping to get in their way and prevent them from getting what they want. So we've already dis- discussed desires and needs, and、uh, ideally, every character should have, unless you're doing something, you know,、uh, specifically different. But ideally, every character should have. A want in the story and a desire and something that they want to achieve, or somebody they want to become, anything they want to reach by the end of the story, and that makes them change.、Uh, Frodo Baggins needs to get to Mount Doom to burn the actual ring, but of course the travel makes him change、um, whatever he wants to do, and the ring makes him feel.、Um, The ring basically gets over his good will,、um, and and takes advantage of him and all that stuff. And、uh, most characters that you know will have some kind of a goal、uh, to reach by the end of the story, and that's where the villain comes in in、um, into play, because the villain is someone who's maybe the 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 antihero or not antihero. That's another thing entirely.、Um, but the villain is probably someone who's going to try and prevent. 
um, that thing from happening. He's trying to um, stop the protagonist and main characters from getting actually what they want. Uh, Sauron and his forces, Saruman in the case of the Lord of, Lord of the Rings. I don't know why I'm, <laughs> I'm uh, referencing Lord of the Rings so much this time. I guess it's just stuck in my head today. Um, but yeah, that's it. And now, the the thing that you must keep in mind is that well, in fantasy, maybe it can work differently. But if you're trying to do something that is more like modern or contemporary, or you're trying to go for a story that has, in which every single character is very well fleshed out and very well planned, then having just an evil character that is evil for the sake of being evil doesn't really work that much anymore. Like, even Thanos in Avengers Endgame is not just evil for the sake of being evil. He has actual motivations. He has something that motivates him to um, to do what he wants to do, which is halving Earth population. A pretty grim thought and a pretty rushed decision, if you ask me. Uh, maybe a bit too extreme, but still, he had his reasons to do it. I'm not saying he's justifiable, but he had his reasons to do it, and uh, we viewers buy into that kind of reason. And that's what makes him a strong villain, well, to some extent. Um, that There are plenty of examples I could make, but I'm not going to be tedious and uh, list any kind of character, evil character, that works because it's well fleshed out. But the thing is, just as you think about your character, you should at least think in the same way about your evil characters and your villains um, because they are going if you especially if you're playing with the theme of the double but that's another uh, maybe something for another time themes and messages but the point is if you're thinking about a character a specific character that is going to oppose your protagonist all the way throughout the plot then maybe the best way to think about that character is to actually write it just as you would with your good main character and then um, give them that evil twist. So, again, I like to reference dystopian novels because that's the genre I'm mainly writing right now. Um, but in dystopian novels, you have uh, evil characters and uh, the antagonists are usually... The villains and antagonists are usually just as well written as the main protagonist they believe they have beliefs they have they believe in the world in which they're immersed and they are the um spokespersons for 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 that world they are the ones advocating for that world and the way in which that world exists Fahrenheit 451 has the chief of the firefighters, who's the main antagonist, and that guy is so much into the philosophy of the book, into the philosophy of burning books and culture to avoid people from thinking and uh, and to keep and to keep people happy that he really, really believes every single word he says. And so that antagonist sees the main protagonist of the book as his own antagonist. The most important thing is that you need to think about the villain as any other character in your roster, not just someone who's evil because he needs to be evil or they need to be evil to drive the plot and to put some obstacles in your protagonist's way, but someone who actually was shaped by their own backstory 
and uh, the way they were brought up, maybe, maybe uh, an underlying trauma, something like that. And because of that, they have become who they are now. And the role of your protagonist is, first of all, to expose what the villain uh, is and who they are, and then trying to overcome that evil energy, that negative energy, to get to a positive ending for uh, the protagonist's own story. And you wouldn't believe how important it is for villains to have their own motivations. Literally, if you can make them human, you can give them flaws, you can give them even something positive, you can make them relatable, it's going to create that... Um, you know, we, we talked about how every story is about conflict, and there needs to be a conflict in every story. Resolution, whatever, the, the structure of each story. Um, we talked about it in episode two, I think. If you haven't listened to that, I really recommend going back and, and trying to find a way to actually uh, listen to those little 10 minutes. Um, because every story is about conflict. And if you can create some kind of a conflict into your reader's mind, that is even more compelling for you. Now, let's, let's think about Lolita. <laughs> I know it's a pretty tough uh, topic and book, but I really loved it. I read it in the last year, and it really took me a long time to go through it because of its because of how because of the style and because I'm not native, uh, possibly, and um, because of how difficult the theme is, I guess. But I loved it. I loved every page of it, and uh, what makes it so compelling is the fact that the main protagonist, um, Humbert Humbert, believes that what he's doing is right. And then he has that redemption moment or kind of a redemption moment at the end. Um, but the point of all that is that you are actually almost able to relate with that character despite being so vicious, but despite him being so unrelatable, still you have that kind of conflict in your mind, which sometimes you're like, yeah, this person, this person is, this person is deranged. This person is, yeah, it's, it's disturbed what, what he's thinking and what they want to do. It's just disturbed. But for some reason, you buy into those reasons um, and motivations, more than reasons, just not to repeat myself. And you follow them through until the end of the book. But yeah, if you can make your character relatable, you're going to create that kind of conflict in your reader's mind that is going to make them doubt whether they should relate or side with the main character or side with someone else in the story that has their own motivations. Um, some games are really good at doing that. Like, I can't really think of any example right now, but there are some games that try to expose the cruel nature of the protagonist that kills so many people just to get to his end goal. And so the, the player is confronted by that reality. Now it has become a bit of a cliche, but the player is confronted by that reality and is required to come to terms with that in order to better understand the, the protagonist's motivations and the evil character's motivations. So now, judging by everything that I said and everything that, I, that, that you've heard so far, it does sound pretty difficult to write characters like that. But that's what writers do, right? Um, we write characters that we wouldn't necessarily side with or we wouldn't necessarily be in order to make a story work. And uh, that is due to our sense of empathy, maybe, that enables us to actually uh, understand what a character would go through in a certain given situation. But it's not just something that 
only writers have, because readers have that, capab that capability as well. Um, just think of the way you, the series by Netflix, works. Uh, Joe in that series is a deranged character, is a sociopath, is a psychopath, he's a killer. But sometimes we even side with him. Sometimes we, we, we root for him and we want him to succeed against those people who are not exactly the best people in the world. Like Guinevere Beck is not really the best girlfriend you could wish to have. And uh, Love herself is a sociopath too. And uh, so many of the characters that Joe gets in, um, in contact with are pretty difficult people to deal, to deal with. Um... And yet, we do side with Joe most of the times because we are in his head. We are exposed to his motivations and because of that, we are allowed and even forced in some ways to empathize with him even though he is not really the best character and person you could wish to have in your life. And uh, that is the magic of writing. That is the magic of stories. They can, If you can build a character well, it is going to pay off in the end. And your readers, viewers, gamers, whoever, your end uh, consumers and the ones who are going to be exposed to your story at the end are going to be extremely, extremely happy and satisfied with your characters and the way you uh, built the plot for them. So here we go. This is it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Uh, it came out a bit longer than usual, but I think I think I said a lot of things that I wanted to say about villains and evil characters. They're not, by no means, they are uh, a topic or something that we can exhaust in just uh, ten minutes of podcast. So um, here's some extra three minutes of babbling and rambling for you that I hope are going to be useful to you. So if you if you really enjoyed this episode, please uh, let me know um, and uh, please subscribe to the rest of the show. And if you didn't like this episode, please get in touch with me as well. As you know, I like constructive feedback. You can find me on Twitter or, or Instagram as Anthony L. Wolf. Um, I'm more active on Instagram. I sometimes share my art, like my very poor art. I'm a learning artist too, trying to do my best. Um, so if you if you guys want to get in touch with me, please do by all means. I'm always open to discuss writing with fellow writers. And if you need any help, just let me know. So I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And uh, next time we're going to talk, uh, we're going to start wrapping up this first season. And we're going to start talking about uh, you more than the story. 